0: Hello you, Tom Allen here, sitting in for Chris Evans on the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up! Olympic gold medalist Tom Daly dives into his brand new book, Made with Love. Get hooked with 30 knitting and crochet patterns. Presenter and podcaster Nick Grimshaw shares all about his life story so far in his book, Soft Lad. Call the Midwife superstar, Jessica Raine tells us about her terrifying new Amazon Prime show, The Devil's Hour. Acting extraordinaire Connor Swindles tells us all about his latest role in the new BBC drama SAS Rogue Heroes. And best-selling author Dorno Porter takes us through her latest novel, Cat Lady. All of that and so much more to come. Our next guest made his name by jumping And now you might also know him for his jumpers (laughs) His new book, Made With Love, is out tomorrow And gives you all you needle to know on knitting and crochet In fact, it will have you hooked Here for a knit chat is the terrific Tom Daly Hello, 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 hello Hello, Tom, great to have you here Now, Olympic diver Tom Daly's debut knitting and crochet book Made With Love, Get Hooked Is out on tomorrow, 27th of October it's got thirty knitting and crochet patterns uh, in it. It's a wonderful tome.
2: Oh, it's a wonderful tome. You. What made you want to write it? Oh my gosh, there's. I mean, for so many reasons, honestly. I started knitting back in March 2020. Of and course. I fell in love with it, and I just, I just love knitting. I just can't get enough of because it. Because we, it's... we saw you doing it, like when you were waiting to do
0: your dive at yes. the Olympics in Tokyo. Is it, that's right. Wasn't it, wasn't, yeah, it, wasn't it? It, it was in like, Tokyo? was it? What's he doing?
2: What's he doing? I know. And it's the funny thing was, I before I went to the Olympics, I had a meeting with my management team, and I was like oh my gosh, I would just love to, my dream afterwards, i like, don't I think about podcasts and thinking about what TV shows. And I'm just like, you know what? I just want to be a knitwear designer, sit on a beach with a margarita. That's my dream. Oh, I love I know. the idea of yeah. knitwear
0: designed via a margarita
2: on a beach. Exactly. And then after the Olympics, after people saw me knitting, they were like, you know what? There might be something in this. So I started Ooh. Made With Love. And Mm. then I started initially selling kits on buytondaily.com, which is like the yarn, the needles and the patterns to make it. Oh, so it's all there. So it's all there. You just arrive and you can make yourself a jumper or a scarf or something right there and then. And then the idea of the book came about and I just thought, you know, being able to give people just the patterns as well. And then in a week or so, there's going to be some kits coming too wow that's brilliant it's yeah. so exciting it's so holistic yeah. and I think
0: in lots of ways as well what people love about it is it seemed to be like a mindfulness exercise you were doing as yes. much as just a creating something
2: the mindfulness thing was the main reason for me doing it my yeah. coach Jane when I before I started was like you need to find something where you can sit still and rest and recover because you're always on the go you're always doing something of course so then, well, we all are aren't we these yeah, days social media everything's
0: so, so busy
2: we just don't take time to just slow down and relax mm. so for me I'm not someone who can just sit in front of a tv and do nothing um and so then my husband being a filmmaker said that lots of people on sets knit squares and i was like okay i can give a go give that a go why not so Mm -hmm. taught myself to knit by youtube and Mm -hmm. each project that i made i tried to learn a new skill a new stitch or whatever and then before i knew it i then learned to crochet and then learned to design and here we are and here we are the
0: birth of a whole new fashion range indeed talking about knitting squares mirror here on the team Uh, she's been knitting squares. She wow. does squares and she's worried that's all she'll ever be able to do. No she way. She can just do squares, but she doesn't know how to join them together.
2: How does she join them together? I suggested sellotape or maybe <laughs> a stapler. Honestly, there, there's so many different seaming techniques. There's invisible seam. There's mattress mm-hmm. seaming. There's also just like traditional whip stitch. So whip stitch? Whip stitch. Who's that? I thought that was one of those things that's like a biscuit
0: you dip in chocolate. <laughs> oh. A whip stitch? No, that's something else. Isn't that it's a chip, <laughs> chip stick I'm thinking of? Isn't
2: that the crisps that look like French fries? Oh. Uh, Oh yes, that's true. That
0: as well, I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But matchstick. a match am I thinking of the matchstick
1: matchsticks are those long chocolate sticks oh uh, uh, maybe oh
0: maybe I'm thinking of those
1: quite Christmassy normally mint yeah. or orange flavor. oh I like Aren't those they match as well. makers? They are they matchmakers they are this gosh <laughs> this is
0: like a stream of consciousness game isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's like an improv warm up oh, oh, oh Tom we're just stitching ideas together <laughs> yes we yeah. are um, Tom by the way great, great piece of jewellery on oh thank you it's a bit of that a necklace a bit of a front I mean you can see this on social media afterwards yeah, yeah. it's great it looks like the diamond from Titanic
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly what my husband that, this morning, did, did
0: you dive down to the bottom of the ocean to get it for us? <laughs>
2: no, he just woke up and he was like, "It's been 84 years." <laughs> <laughs> and I
3: was
0: like, oh God, it's very cool though. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, but Sinead, you have been loving this book because you love a bit of crafting, don't you?
1: I do, but I'm not. I like. I haven't knitted since I was at school, so I kind of like feel um, uh, like I was Because you know went to school to do.
0: in Victorian times, I really, of course.
1: I <laughs> it, whenever I talk about my school to anyone here, they're like, "What happened?" Um, but I have to say, genuinely, the books gorgeous oh, it really really you. is and there are some like designs in here that you would pay a fortune for in the shop yeah. and if I could knit that myself I'd feel so much more accomplishment and you'd keep it forever because you'd be so proud guys. yeah, yeah. There is,
2: there's nothing better than finishing something that you've made yourself and yeah. just putting it on for the first time and be like Ooh. wow I made this yeah. and then it feels even better to, if you were making it for someone else to give it to someone and they know how much time and effort went into it it's like oh yeah, it's really also, special
1: better than that is oh. you're wearing it and someone says Oh my God! Where did you get that? And you're oh. like, you can't have one because yeah. it's, I made this it. is unique. I
0: made it. You'll never
2: have. They're this. all unique like, as well as a thing. Like even if exactly. two people were to make the same thing, it would look slightly different because there are those little imperfections when you make something by hand. So yes. oh. it is nice.
0: It's made with love. Love, is in, there's love, made in, with love. There's love in every stitch.
2: Is love right? in every
0: stitch. <laughs> 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 then you're like, you're obsessed with the with the mauve cardigan, I aren't do. you, Sinead? And
1: also, what I love is like, so each each design it will tell you easy, intermediate, advanced. So yeah. you kind of like know where to start off. I'm. Delighted that this cardigan I want to knit is in the easy level. But Mm. I do want to ask how how easy is easy if someone has never picked up a, a pair of knitting needles before yeah like, what would you say
2: so there are also some beginner projects as well which are like like stripping it way back but there's like if you have never picked up knitting needles or crochet hook in your life you will be able to do some of these projects in this book and also if you're a proficient knitter there are projects in there for you as well so there's also all the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and everything is whenever it gets to a slightly tricky bit in a pattern and it might be a bit confusing I I also then put the page numbers of where you have to go to find out how to actually complete oh, that step. It's so, so
0: thought, well Great. thought through. I'm just currently just looking at this dog hat.
2: Yes. yes. the stuff for pets in there. Like, honestly, if there, it's one of those things, that if you know someone that knits or crochets, I'm telling you, it's a good Christmas gift. Yes, It's oh, a good Christmas gift. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. And it's also, like I, one of the things that my husband was said to me, it was like, you know what? This book is basically like, if you gave this to a grandma that knits, they were... The grandkids was, i would actually wear the clothes yes, that they make.
1: Absolutely, I mean,
3: absolutely. Because yeah. we live in an
0: age now when people are a lot more mindful of like not mm. having everything thrown away. Yeah. And the idea of having something quality as well. It's I Very think sustainable. In very, that sustainable that way. very sustainable. Very sustainable. Tom Daly, thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> thank Made you. with love. Get hooked with thirty knitting and crochet patterns. Tom Daly, your book is out tomorrow, the twenty-seventh. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope it thank goes you. wonderfully. Everybody here is obsessed with this book and they're all, if they haven't already, they're taking up knitting. So thank you very much for being <laughs> here. Lovely <laughs> to see you. you as always.
4: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show
5: with Sky. Virgin Radio.
0: Okay, be cool, Tom, Be cool okay. because this guest is somebody who knows about... Presenting on radio, oh, um, yes. I'm very much new to well, it. Well, I'm very professional. Yeah, so. I. Shh, you're not announced Sh- oh, yet. Oh, sorry. Our next guest <laughs> is the best friend you've never met. From <laughs> that's a good presenter. Make it shush. sound like you're not reading it. <laughs> 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 shh, no, it's my bit. Um, <laughs> from waking us up. Oh yes, I did read that right. From waking us up to getting us home. His voice has been there for us through it all. Now he's using that voice to tell his story in his debut book, Soft Lad, which hits shelves on Thursday. He's anything but grim and never a bore. <laughs> it's Nick Grimshaw. Yay. Yay. Great intro. Great. The team write it. They get very proud of the writing really bit great, at the end. great so work, team. Thank you so much. That means a lot to us actually. That really means a lot to us great here writing because writing and um, reading. Thank you very much. I'm really trying to do well at that actually can't even speak now <laughs> <laughs> we tried to do a new, a fun news story earlier and then I couldn't read any of the words so you know so it's going it's, well it's going really well you guys really are well. really funny I've been listening this morning Nick. and I loved um, hearing you two together and I loved what you said about Man City sounding like a gay club well that's lovely of you to say mm. because um, and true and true I mean I've never been to the stadium but mm. I imagine but we have been to Man City <laughs> the club and the club I imagine it'd be one of those American ones though do you know what I mean yeah like, the... Maybe, quite seriously. Yeah, like Miami. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man City. Man City. <laughs> Come to Man City. Three drink minimum. <laughs> Don't know what any of that means. <laughs> um, now, we've been told we've got to talk about the book yes. because otherwise we'll end up talking about everything in between. Yeah. So I we're actually talk about- woke up this morning and Becker, who um, works for the lovely book publishers, so was like, bring a book and i was like tom's got a book sinead's got a book she went we've got bring book. a book because she said i worry that you'll go on the radio and have such a nice <laughs> time with sinead and tom that you forget you've written a book well so I have one as a prop so i remember is, it's a, that's a, that's what a lovely book lovely, lovely book cover. looks we, nice we love it we love it and everybody's been reading it and absolutely obsessed with it it's oh, really? brilliant yeah. absolutely love it oh, good. Really, really, it feels it. good because this week's um the week that you're hearing Back from people, and you're getting like the odd text oh, yeah. or the odd like review, because oh. it's quite weird, you know, going away from mm. the radio, which I was doing every day, mm. and you're getting texting every day and attention constantly oh. to just go and sit in my lounge on my own and <gasps> and be at one, which I struggled with. Yeah, um, the first chapter is just resentment <laughs> of the book,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it's so it's quite, to be honest, it feels quite nice now that people have you know people have read it's it out there. It's yeah. to get out there. And it's officially released on Thursday. Yes, how would you describe it? Well, I didn't want to do an autobiography and mm. I didn't want to do, I don't have an attention span so I wanted to make a book like what I like reading. So I love, you know, like supplements on the weekend. Yes. I love flicking for a supplement, like mm. a bit of a bit of a bit on that, bit of a bit on that. Oh. Don't like to like sit and study something for a long time. So I thought, why <laughs> don't I do that but the book version? So loads of snapshots of stories of my life. Wonderful. So there's some about radio. There's one about radio and about leaving radio, mm. but most of them are sort of all about my formative years and like growing up and my mum and dad. Sinead yeah. said it was like, what did you say? A prayer to my parents. Wasn't no, it? no, oh. no, it's like a
1: love letter. A love, love letter. Yeah. Yeah. To parents. It really it's is. It's really
0: lovely yeah. the way that you talk about your family. Yeah. And I think that really comes, that, that comes across so much that you, you know, you care about them and they're, they're such, they're, they're the root from which you yeah. based yourself on. Yeah, because I've always liked people and always liked noise and music <laughs> and parties and it does stem From my mum and dad. Like when I was little, they'd always have family parties. And my mum used to do Girls' Night, which gets a mention in the book, Mm. which was... And they still do it now. Mm. And they've been friends since they were like 11. And now they're knocking on 80s door. They still do girls night oh, good and I remember as a kid I was just sort of like mystified by it because they'd all come around with like their clipping earrings and oh, shoulder pads yeah and like the smell of like you know nice perfume yes, hairspray strong perfumes I, sometimes I'll walk through a department store and I think it would be like yeah one of those dinner dances yeah like the mix the <laughs> mix on the ground From floor mix. of a Debenhams is very <laughs> girls night just like every smell oh lovely oh, I wish I was invited to one of those well, we can do that you We can come <laughs> I would love I'm that. having a party on Thursday and my mum and my, oh. mom, my, mom and my Are coming So you can Well I've met your mum I mean I was going to talk about this In a minute Oh my god yeah um, We I actually um, (laughs) I met Nick and his mum When I was with my mum At Chelsea Flower Show Mm -hmm. Um, By the way we're gay (laughs) (laughs) We spent time with our mums At the Chelsea Flower Show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you were, you had your legs under a barbecue as I remember Yeah I did So I went to Chelsea Flower Show My mum had always wanted to go mm. And I promised my mum that we would go And she came down And every time she comes to London She goes Nick I don't want, I don't want to go to some party I just want <laughs> to relax And I said no come on the Sunday I'm going to go to Chelsea Flower Show On the Monday. And then when she arrived on Sunday, I was like, I totally forgot I've got a DJ at a party tonight. And it was fashion week. And my mum came. We (laughs) DJed, stayed out really late. And then both went to Chelsea Flower Show with like a banging hangover. Brilliant. Like we were both rough. So when we bumped into you, we had pulled up to like a... It's it's hard to describe it. It was like a posh barbecue. It was a posh barbecue invented by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, that's right. Guy Ritchie was there. And I think the aim was can't relate because from Oldham and it was like you know when you're like on a hunt <laughs> and I was like no <laughs> and you know you've killed some grouse or something and you don't want to go all the way back to the house to cook it you can you... just have it at this like outdoor kitchen on your estate and that's what they were selling there yeah. so we just sat there because it was warm mm. and served and, wine and I think our mums uh, were very interested to talk about it because they both said that the top of this barbecue type unit would be great for <laughs> doing your ironing on they did <laughs> yeah and it was a really macho like kitchen <laughs> uh, like Guy Ritchie's like it's a man's kitchen and they were yeah. like oh lovely for lovely <laughs> 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 for I don't think I Guy Ritchie even spoke to me I is your mum Irene yeah she's Irene so yeah we had uh, my mum's Eileen so it was Eileen and Irene oh, yeah it's quite the day oh, my mum was very excited that you were here today oh yeah? she loves Nick I oh, bet I bet so ha- what a handsome bloke oh he's proper handsome <laughs> that Nick Grimshaw
1: always oh, smells lovely oh,
0: we- yes thanks guys smell- yeah, thank great. you yeah. well done mm-hmm. Well, well done. Done. the book smells good too the It's got one of those like samples that you get in magazines. It smells really nice, yeah. Buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Buy it and smell it. Buy it and smell it. Does it? Mm, Yeah, lovely book smell. You know what? When I got it, I opened it up on Instagram Mm. and uh, I like like, filmed it because I thought it'll make me emotional when I see it for the first time. And all the comments were like, can't believe you didn't smell it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone smells books.
0: Everyone on Instagram. Apparently. Yeah, but people do things that I find that a bit weird. But mm, I just love the smell of books. It's really smug. Yeah,
1: it yeah, that's I love. I just a book love me. books. I
0: just I'm never have than a book books. Of books. Yeah, it's like yeah. the people who say, I love. Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love, love I love love and I love the smell of books.
1: <laughs> I'd never have a Kindle.
0: No, no, yeah, those people no, would definitely no. say that. And yeah. don't
1: turn down the corners, don't ruin the book. Oh yeah,
0: oh, yeah. don't crack the spine. Yep. Be careful don't with it. Don't put it face down, you'll break it. Just read it. Nick, you're brilliant. Thank you guys We love you Thanks for coming Thank in Real you, treat Tom. to see you Thanks, enjoy, enjoy the launch party Oh my god we'll Take you. all of Friday off It's my advice I have It's already cleared The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast
5: Show With Sky Virgin Radio
0: Call the Midwife Doctor Who Line of Duty Patrick Melrose These are just some Of the programmes Lining our next guest's CV Her new thriller, The Devil's Hour, will have you watching through your fingers and is out this Friday on Amazon Prime Video via Sky Q, just in time for Halloween. Wowing us time and time again, please welcome Jessica Rain. Hello, Uh, hello. Oh, Jessica. Great to, great to see you. Great to have you in the studio. It's good
5: to be
0: here. It was getting a bit chilly in here, so we've put the heating on, actually, for a little bit. I'm sorry if it's a bit cold. I <laughs> That's thought absolutely I should... fine. Yeah. I'm
1: feeling it's pretty good. I think
0: Chris has it very cold. but Very cold, yeah. I, I like things to be... Change a it up. Bit, I like to change it up, make it a bit more sort of soporific in here. It makes oh, it
1: more autumnal, doesn't it, when you get a bit cosy. We've been talking a
0: lot about autumn, Jessica. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to talk to you about your new thriller, The Devil's Hour. All six episodes are available from this Friday, the 28th of October, on Amazon, Amazon. Prime video via Sky Q. That's how you watch it.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sinead's watched it. I've watched it. How would you describe it to the listeners here?
5: Um, I would describe it as a kind of relentless horror mystery. Mm. Um, uh, Lucy Chambers, who I play, wakes up at 333 33 a.m. every morning <laughs> and has so done her creepy. whole life. And we all know how horrible it is waking up at that time. But she's waking up from a kind of horrific nightmare that she doesn't remember. Just has mm. that awful cold sweat, panic, heart beating. You know, just
1: Ooh, just you your did. average.
0: Yeah, lovely.
5: Um, and uh, she has an eight-year-old son who is sort of an emotionless blank, so that's not mm. ideal. Mm. And a series of grisly crimes happen around her, but she doesn't know about them. But there's a detective investigating, and the only common denominator is her name. And then there's another section of the story which is peter Capaldi, who's like the spine of the show and he's a very sinister presence who's hunting mm. lucy down as well it's very difficult to yes no it <laughs> is that but it's
0: it's really like intriguing because of that i think it's yeah. there's lots going on so you're kind of like what what who's this yeah, and why are we following right. this person I can't now
5: compare it to anything else because there's like a three strand genre storyline to it and that's what Really attracted me to it. Actually, it's Are such we? a page turner, and I can't, I can't quite say what it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: and of course we don't want to give any spoilers away, but oh, I'm terrified. Um, I can't. Mm, I know, it must be difficult. I <laughs> bet. It's awful. But um, I love, I loved how spooky it is. It's really spooky, and the fact that it's sort of set in a modern house. Like Lucy lives in this kind of quite modern house. Yeah. So quite a nice house, actually. We were saying quite a lot of
5: was surprised I when I walked on set how nice the house was. I was like, oh, oh Lucy's this is
0: doing big. all right.
5: Yeah. Better yeah. yeah. than I thought she was. It's only her and uh, her son. I was like, this.
0: There's <laughs> a lot of space. A lot of rooms. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of rooms. And
5: Lucy's a social
1: worker, right? She's yeah.
5: A, yeah, she's a child protection officer. She's quite high up in her job, so she's got loads of. Responsibility. Mm. They're clearly paying her They're a paying
0: lot, paying her very well.
5: Or her husband has helped her out, who she's yes, recently Yes, I going to say is the I husband think, involved in it? Mm, 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 or maybe
0: she's just—I don't know. Maybe she's really good with saving. I don't, we it's don't a know. Whole backstory. We never get that mortgage broker backstory, <laughs> yeah. do we? But maybe, maybe in the next series yeah, yeah, we will yeah. get more information on her financial position. But that, room. I suppose isn't the uh, the main thing. That I suppose, in a way, you could say that is the more scary, uh, the more scary yeah. subject at <laughs> the moment. Terrifying, yeah. terrifying subject. But no, it's so spooky. Sinead, you were terrified by the child.
1: Okay, I mean, any child in a horror <laughs> like TV show <laughs> film is scary. This one, Isaac, I mean, like you say, he's emotionless. He's just, all of a sudden, this isn't a spoiler, it's just like a little thing that happens. When she wakes up, he's just staring at her. Oh, he's kind yeah. of not awake. He's He's terrifying yeah and I wondered did he ever try and scare you when the cameras weren't rolling because that's what I would do if I was that kid mm. <laughs> He this was his first this is his debut
5: so he was a real wow. find um, and you know we were doing recalls with other kids and it was clear it was like oh that's him he's absolutely terrifying
0: Really? Right. yeah 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 and it's amazing because he's how old is he, he, he was so, eight
5: when we were filming he
0: is so scary I so
5: know scary. Um, but he's also a really well adjusted eight year old so the it's almost that's the weird thing, that like, he'd just sort of flip out of it and then just be Benji and sort of <laughs> be totally cool and then he'd just like, the, the the curtain would come down and he'd be Isaac again. But what was really useful about having him on set was he'd ask all the questions. He'd be like, what's that guy doing over there? Who's that guy? And uh. I, that, I was afraid to ask because I've been working in the industry for like 10 years. I was like, yes Benji, who is he? Yes, well that's, why don't we ask oh, him? Oh, he's the fire guy? He has to stand in the corner because there's a fire <laughs>
0: He's the director? Oh, okay. <laughs>
5: yeah. was great but talking about you know I mean I have a three year old and my three year old would come in to our bedroom whilst we were filming this with his little, little sweaty finger and touch my cheek I mean it was loving for him but for me sinister and be like Mummy, it's only me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh. oh God! Filming that and uh, like, having that happen at the same—I was just like, uh, I can't. Because is
0: it—is it scary? Like to do? Is it? Are you sort of, Is it scary on set?
5: I um, have a really bad habit of when I get when I watch scary films or TV, mm. I sort of cry. It's really oh.
0: late. <laughs> <laughs> just
5: this, you know, oh. And it kind of happens when I'm when I was shooting on this. I just sort of get really scared and then feel the tears come. And be like, yeah, I, I, was... I think that's a natural response. Is it? I don't it? know. It's yeah, I think so. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, and I'd also think back to um, I was obsessed with and still am derelict buildings. Oh, Whenever yeah. I I used to live in East London and there's one on Hackney Road. It's a, it was an old children's hospital oh. over ten years ago now. And I my sister managed to asked the security guard if we could have a look around. Oh. <laughs> I know it's weird. <laughs> crazy. But we went in and it was just, I just sort of love old buildings. So I yeah. kind of, I kind of thought about all of that and those sort of buildings that are pregnant with atmosphere. and.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, I love that's what it. I'm saying, like, the, this show is full of those kind of moments, that real sort of tangible mm. kind of sense of atmosphere, I suppose. It's a real... Scary yeah, atmosphere. I mean, you meant
1: this show. I mean, this, is <laughs> I mean, this is This horrific. studio is terrifying,
0: and I don't, I've always sensed <laughs> there's a ghostly presence here. Um, so, <laughs> do you, but is it fun to do horror like yeah. this? Because I mean, I guess you get to be like you have to be very serious all the time.
5: Yeah, and I uh, I'm not a particularly serious person, so, <laughs> um, but I seem to get roles that I mean Lucy really goes through the mill. She's got so much responsibility. Oh, yeah. She gets these visions all the way through the series and she thinks it's just weird deja vu and she's ignored them her whole life and then suddenly during the course of this series she starts listening to them and it turns out that they're not random um i can't say any more than that but uh yeah and she has a a a mother who's in a a care home and you assume she has alzheimer's Uh and uh she's played by barbara martin she's fantastic and she's just like having a conversation with someone sitting over there but there's no one there so it's very Mm -hmm. grounded it's not sort of bells and whistles spooky it's kind of she's just having a chat with someone and that is almost more eerie because yeah. no-one is there.
0: All six episodes are available from this Friday, the 28th of October on Amazon Prime Video via Sky. Q, Jessica Rain, you are a wonderful person. I'm so thrilled to have met you. Oh, Thanks me too. for coming Thank in you. to see us. The Devil's Hour, it's brilliant. You'll love it.
4: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky.
5: Virgin Radio.
0: From designing vintage clothing to writing Sunday Times bestsellers, this next guest is truly whoresome her late I don't write this song. just so you know the team write it and they, they're very proud of it so I shouldn't make fun of it her, her latest novel Cat Lady is out now and I have a feline it's oh, go going on. to be I don't, let's, no let's, it's no, they the young people they've only they've never been out in the world they've only seen TikTok <laughs> It's I've a Feline. It's going to be a big hit. Please put your paws together for the perfect Dawn O'Porter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, lovely introduction. And the audience enjoyed it as well. Dawn, your fabulous book, Cat Lady, is out today. Yes. It's a wonderful, a wonderful novel about Mia, about a person who is, well, this is my perspective on it, a person who's trying to work out who she is in the world as an individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would you describe it?
3: I would describe it as a woman who... Um looks like she has her life in order. She oh. has a house, a husband, a stepson, a great dog, a great dog, sorry. Great. <laughs> this is very early for me.
0: Uh, oh, you great, think this is early. We've been here for 2 hours.
3: A great job. <laughs> and um but she's escaping a life of chaos which is her past. Mm. And so she does these things to keep everything, you know, on check and bit by bit over the course of the novel all those things slip away and she returns to a state of chaos. And As she puts her life back together again, she realises that she was living the life that she was supposed to be living as opposed to the life that she wanted to be living. So um, as it says on the book, she lands on her feet, but after a pretty spectacular meltdown.
0: Yes, which is very um, dramatic, including uh, sort of uh, an episode in Selfridges and um and also a, a moment on the bus where she tries to hug a stranger I know. and she's having a difficult time because you know the world around her is is falling apart and um and it, it's uh, it's it's really exciting i think to explore what society expects of us because that seems to be a running theme in it yes about like kind of actually what does society expect a, a person particularly a, like a lot of pressure on women. So what does society expect a woman to do with her life? And and Mia feels like she's actually uncovering what that what that is for herself.
3: Exactly. I do think there is um even still an expectation on women to, you know, yeah. have have a partner and have children. Mm. And this is where the whole crazy cat lady stereotype comes from of in the terms of so a woman who hasn't got those things but has a cat is for some reason crazy. Yeah. Which I just yeah, think yeah. is the most bizarre Yes, that's thing. true, is it? And I'm like, it? why is she crazy for having love in her heart and looking after an animal? And yet right. women have been brandished with this crazy cat lady. There's yeah. no such thing as a crazy cat man. No. Um, that's just, oh, isn't he sweet for having a cat? He
0: loves cats. Yeah, yeah that's true, isn't it? It, it's it is true. Um, yeah, and dogs as well. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, uh, but um, the <laughs> dogs are nice as well. Dogs are also very nice. <laughs> because I know, just wanted to say that actually but um Mia the main character is is has a very close bond with her her cat pigeon um who she rather would sort of sleep in the bed with than her own partner yes um is that something is that something is that based on any experience you've had
3: well I love my cat sleeping on the bed with me and right. I had a Siamese cat called Lilu oh. before I met my husband Chris for years this cat oh. and I were just joined at the hip we came as a pair I, took her to parties, traveled the world with her. It was ridiculous. Wonderful. But I was just totally devoted to this cat. Mm. And um, I met my husband and he stayed the night and we just, you know, chatted all night. And then, um, and the next night when he stayed over again, oh. she puked on his side of the bed and it was oh. the biggest protest puke of all time. She
0: knew and what she was doing. She knew
3: exactly what she was doing. Mm. She, she'd never been sick on the bed before and it was just oh. very deliberately kind of next to his pillow. Anyway, so we discovered this puke and Chris was obviously horrified. Of course. So the cat goes out the room. Now, I remember lying there thinking, okay what if this is something that continues? (laughs) What if I, what if this... Where will this end? Well, this man who I really like, what if it's serious Uh, but he won't have the cat in the room? So I've held on to that. Luckily, the cat and the husband fell in love with each other and all as well. Oh, that's good. But Mia's husband doesn't allow the cat in the Mm. bedroom. And so for that reason, they're in separate rooms. So she sleeps in one room with the cat. (laughs) He sleeps in his room. It's unconventional. It's unconventional. But I mean, she thinks that's a good solution, but you kind of Mm. see how that's chipping away at their marriage Mm. a bit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I like, I just like eccentric people you know people who are outside of the norms and i like the fact that well i feel like i'm quite an eccentric person in my ways um and it's nice to know you don't have to be like whatever normal is but you don't have to be like conforming to exactly
3: anything. i mean mia was the most fun to write because i pushed the limits on that yeah i said this is the kind of woman who i don't know if i would necessarily get on with in real life but right. she is um she is is extraordinary. People don't quite understand her, but I think on the page, she's really fun to oh, read. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I think she's wonderful. And a very, um, yeah, yeah, fun. She seems fun. She's but fun. The sort of person, actually, I think I would probably really get on with. Yeah. I know she attends, one of the key moments, key things she does, rather, is she attends a a, a pet grieving um Course or class? A, a
3: pet bereavement group, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's it. Yeah, it's not pets. Who class. This is how you will. You, this, <laughs> what are they called? Like group.
3: It's group, a module.
0: A group. <laughs> it's a module at university. <laughs> I recommend it. It's very intellectual. um And I think it's really, again, it's really sweet to see kind of. Other eccentric people who are quite different coming together in that way, and it's really it feels really positive and really loving towards people who who maybe see the world in in a different way.
3: I know. Well, she so she goes into this pet bereavement group, and um, there's just this kind of very bizarre cast of characters who she wouldn't meet in her ordinary life, and that's really about finding your people and finding your community. And yes. the whole problem with Mia at the start, is she's surrounded by people, but they're not the right people. And what this yes. pet bereavement group uh, group does for her is it just. It puts her into another in another world, which she's far more suited to than the the world that she's been trying to be a part of for so um, long.
0: Does that, that happen sometimes, doesn't it? In the world, you it know, does. you find your people. Eventually, you find your people. Um, Dawn, it's been wonderful to chat to you. Thanks so much for coming in, and good luck with all the other interviews. We're glad we got you first. We don't, you know, you'll be so tired later. But what horse. a lovely
3: start to my day! Well, Thank it you couldn't couldn't so be better, much. I'm sure.
0: It's the best start to the day, I'm sure. Shanae says it all the time, don't you, Sinead? I Do yeah. and I mean it? Mm, do you though? Um, <laughs> Cat Lady by Dorno Porter is out today. It's absolutely phenomenal. George Ezra's back. Dance all over me. Well, yes, but not on my back. It's quite sore.
4: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky.
5: Virgin Radio.
0: You may know our next guest from the smash hit Sex Education. And it's safe to say his new project is a bit, well, it's a bit less raunchy. Well, so far, the bit I've seen. Uh, He stars in the phenomenal new drama SAS Rogue Heroes, which begins this Sunday on BBC One. Please welcome a chap who's anything but a rogue and definitely our hero. It's Connor Swindles. I can't deny the fact that there's a lot of people who've been very excited Excited to see you in the studio today. Big fans of yours here.
4: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: You're, you're welcome. Um, this wonderful new show, I've seen the first episode of it, S.A.S. Rogue Heroes. I mean, it's quite a change from sex education.
4: Yeah, it is. Um, it's a very exciting, action-packed show. True story, mm. or true-ish. Um, mm. And it's amazing. It's about the establishment of the S.A.S., is that right? That's right. During the North Africa campaign in World War II.
0: Mm. and you
4: you play the part of um what is your character called called david
0: sterling david sterling <laughs> <I> should, exactly <laughs> the sort of thing i should know um david yes. sterling yeah, yeah, yeah. who is a, a, a real really great character and really
4: you play him amazingly he's sort of unlikable yeah he's quite um egotistical and self-serving in many ways but he is interesting and he was the guy that sort of was the spearhead of the whole movement Mm. And and I mean, it must be fun to play because I think
0: he's quite, uh, yeah, he's al- almost quite sort of um, flamboyant yeah. in a way. Yeah, no, because he is. even though he's kind of this soldier who's quite world weary, he's jaded by fighting in the war at this point for two years. But and his father was a soldier. And I know that much from the first episode. That's all I know. You're doing great. Um, doing great. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, and he, uh, he, he, but yeah, he's sort of he's got this kind of world weary attitude about
4: things. And I, I, I imagine was was that fun to play around with? Oh God, yeah. I'm so cynical. It was a, a delight. Are you? Yeah, I love it. I love being a cynic. Um, really? You're only 26, aren't you? I know, it's terrible. What made you so cynical? What happened? Um, God, tons of childhood trauma. Oh, great. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. He, he was eccentric and he was, um, you know, he was a painter at times in France. and Oh, yeah. So he, uh, I mean, that's the sort of amazing thing about the Second World War is that it was people from all different walks of life and uh, different classes all joined together for one thing.
0: Well, I really love the way it represents the complexity of the, the war. I think sometimes, particularly for like later generations, to get like a simplified version of it, it doesn't really do it any service, does it? Because I think what we don't realize, well, a frankly, how horrific it was and mm-hmm. how awful it was for the for the people involved, which was basically everybody. Um but also how many different people were involved. And I thought that was very wonderful the way that this show includes all those different experiences and backgrounds.
4: Absolutely. It's been an honor to be able to um to get to to uh, step into those shoes and to mm. and to learn more about that time period. I feel like especially my generation are kind of losing interest now in Gen Z yeah. Mm, your yeah. pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: It's like, you, do, it's like you, you don't even know about the Second World War, no, isn't it? No, yeah. no, no, no. So it's
4: good. <laughs> I think it'd be a re-education for a lot of people.
0: For sure. I mean, like I say, I think it, it, it does show some of the complexities of it and the fact that, I mean, like, obviously there are Indiana Jones films that are set during that time, or there might be, like, if you're, like, classic films, you might have seen Casablanca, but it doesn't really show the, the reality of, like, day-to-day where you know you've got a a group of soldiers there and there are planes flying overhead bombing them and they're still having to stand to attention and they're sort of trying not to shake I mean it's a horrific thing to show but
4: I guess that's the reality of it and also you as you say that the show also is doesn't take itself too seriously at the same time for sure yeah you know it's 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 moving but it's funny and I think that's a welcome relief right now for people well I think especially the character you play Sterling he
0: is a a sort of flamboyant character uh, who is very charismatic and he's sort of a wild child and he is—he doesn't care what his senior officers say, which is part of his heroism as well.
4: And you can imagine his sort of swashbucklingness inspiring a, a group of people to follow him in in quite a wild way. I suppose he's sort of, or at least I thought, like a young Peter O'Toole with his roguish quality. Oh, and... that's nice. You like that? Yeah, I like that reference. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, I like that, and of course, very—you know—it's in—it's in the desert, so kind yep. of looks like a lot of Peter O'Toole films. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Great soundtrack as well. Very good soundtrack. Mm. The soundtrack is getting lots of lots of hype. Is it? people, yeah. people buying the CD. I- <laughs> <laughs> people buying the tapes Uh, but yeah it's great there's i don't even know what i can say really Uh, well you
0: can say whatever you like it's a safe space um the um first episode deals with you jumping out of a plane is that something you had to do in real life
4: uh absolutely not good um but i did jump from quite a height how high um i think it was 50 foot oh that's not bad it's not too bad i was afraid yeah and uh we were on the, the stunt coordinators had these amazing rigging systems that were sort of like bungees where that you would drop and then they would catch you at the bottom oh, Okay. Oh, in that time where you were dropping they would press record and then it would look like you were jumping out of a plane.
0: It does look like you're jumping out of a plane and the idea is that Sterling's never jumped out of a plane before, he has no parachute training yep. and so the end of the first episode, well no, no, I won't say what, what happened at I, the I, end I mean, of the I, first I, episode I, but um, they're all no I, 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 something silly um, but yeah, there's, there's a bit of jumping around and I imagine, what was it like to film those things? Because I we think it looks like it might be fun to recreate a parachute jump, but probably in truth, there's lots
4: of people looking very serious, lots of people shouting things like
0: "turning over."
4: Well, sound speed. You, you are right, but when we were filming in Morocco, we did a lot of them as well, and the the weather out there was a beast of its own. There was oh, what do you mean? Sandstorms every day at two oh. o'clock on the dot for four hours and four hours. How- we would be filming these parachute scenes, and suddenly your parachute would just lift off the ground, and you would be. What and what taken up into the air? Really? Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: oh that's yeah. dramatic.
4: Yeah. Or dragged along and dragged along. But I loved it. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> did Did you love it? Yeah. Did you really? Mm, it what? was. Great it's exciting. Fun. It's exciting. Yeah. It's different well, from the kind of mm, you know mundane life mm. of being a being in a studio for twelve hours. Come on, it can't be that mundane. I mean, it's
0: pretty glamorous, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah I must I imagine that must be been exciting. Was it fun working with the rest of the cast of course Alfie Allen you play opposite again opposite to Absolutely. Opposite
4: he two. was amazing. I love Alfie so much and I love everyone in that cast. Jack O'Connell an actor that I'd looked up to since I was Oh yeah, brilliant. Know, very young. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant and Dominic West as well, what a charmer.
0: SES Rogue Heroes starts Sunday at 9pm on BBC One. All episodes are then available on BBC iPlayer or iPlayer, depending on how you say it. Um, And (laughs) it is a great show and honestly, Connor, it's an incredible performance and uh, I think it's well, it's going to take you to the next level. Stratospheric. I've no doubt about it. It's an incredible performance. Enjoy it. Watch it. It's amazing. Uh, Give it up for the fabulous Connor Swindles! Oh, Lovely to have you here. Thank you very much. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast show with Sky
5: Virgin Radio
0: Thank you for listening to the best of the Breakfast Show podcast. Remember to subscribe so that you never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. For now, doodaloo.
3: Want truly hydrated skin? Mitocea's body care breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum.